0: and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about Well, I'm just gonna say it, the OG Once Upon a Timing. We're back, baby. Let's go. What what are, the, what are those those really annoying like giant horns that oh the vuvuzela do. Yeah, yeah yeah just imagine that but in a more pleasant way like an yeah. ASMR version
1: yeah just like imagine like beth and i like are doing laps around our like room and like ev- cowbells uh vuvuzelas just every every stadium noisemaker you can possibly think is just fireworks someone's parachuting in there's a jet overhead we're back iron man shows up let's go
0: <laughs> yes everyone i am beth alderkin i'm joined as always by the lovely abby abby
1: how are you doing um, I'm doing amazing because we're back, baby. Um, and, you know, hey, yay unions and yay getting mm-hmm. um, our fair shake and doing what they needed to do. They had some people out there hoofing it the whole time. Yeah. Um, which was very impressive. And I'm just, I'm happy they got what they deserved. I'm happy everybody's mm-hmm. back to the table. And I'm happy that we can now talk about everything. Yes everything we can talk about everything again and we're we're going to so
0: (laughs) it just as a reminder for folks uh we took a break from doing recap episodes for once upon a time the series during the writers and actors strikes as a form of you know solidarity it was also particularly a request from sag afra to not do episodic recaps since we're like we're not gonna we're not gonna do that we're not gonna scab we want to be part of the solution and now the writer strike has end, uh, ended a little while ago, and SAG-AFTRA has now gotten a deal, uh, a good deal that gives them better protections for AI, gives them residuals for streaming, and we live for it. You know, as 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 the kids
1: three years ago would say, we stand it. We stand, we stand. It's it's absolutely fire and lit, and yes, and no cap. I I, I don't I I'll stop. <laughs> So before we get into the episode, which we'll be
0: talking about season six, episode five, Street Rats, we are coming in right hot on the death of Hyde. Uh, we do want to let everybody know that our book club will continue. Uh, we're continuing Red's Untold Story on our Patreon. That said, it while it will be on our Patreon and not on our main podcast channel, it will still be free whether or not you support us on Patreon. So it'll be public access over on patreoncom slash OUA timing. Uh, the next episode uh, will be up in a couple of days from when th- when you hear this one. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. We're going to have a couple more episodes for Red's Untold Story. After that, we may decide to continue with uh, the next books because we've really enjoyed doing this book club and we've enjoyed Wendy Tolliver's writing. And I I loved. Oh, I hit my mic. I'm so happy. She's so fired up. <laughs> Woo. Um, you know, we've loved talking about it, so we may continue it. And if that's the case, that will be a Patreon exclusive for our patrons. But we didn't want to leave you guys a lurch. if you're in the middle of reading with us. So please continue it no matter, you know, no matter who you are, however you support us, whether it's through your ears, through your wallet, however you do. Please enjo- uh, join us on Patreon for free access to finish our Red's Untold Tale. But that's not why we're here. No. We're here to talk about street rats. Street yes. rats. Yes, this episode and it's kind of fitting that this is the one we're entering in on because we uh Hyde's dead. Jekyll's Hyde dead. Is dead. <laughs> that whole thing, the land of untold stories is pretty much just gone. It exists theoretically. It was a device to bring the evil queen back into our midst. And we are now journeying into uh Savior Shakes. Which we, who doesn't love a good savior shake? Oof. And the story of Aladdin and Jasmine being brought in. And and it was also written by the showrunners, which kind of feels kismet. Amazing. That, you
1: know, a good transitional w- moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Is this a good transitional episode? Somewhat? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Kind of. You know what? We're back. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, there are things I really did like about this episode, uh, particularly the performances of the actors who play Aladdin and Jasmine. I thought they were really charismatic. I thought they carried their section really well. Uh, I wanted to see more of them. Yes. And the things I didn't like, uh, Savior Shakes and <laughs> making Hopper with his really bad looking hair just Watch a baby and never be able to put her down, apparently. You can put a child down. You can put babies just, why, down, guys. It's
1: okay. Why you is he holding this baby the entire time? I mean, he's a cricket. He doesn't know how to take care of little babies. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, no, this this episode is actually, I thought about it, and I'm like, this is like the perfect episode to come back on because mm-hmm. for every reason that you just said, but also it does have some like crazy corny moments, mm-hmm. especially with the CGI and our beloved flying carpet scene kind of uh. amazing. <laughs> uh, it gave me Once Upon a Time in Wonderland vibes which oh, yes.
0: I don't know if you noticed it but in the Agrabah the marketplace scene uh, they actually reused Cyrus's vest like one of the extras is wearing it I like saw it in the corner I was like hold on and then I looked it up and
1: I'm like oh yeah amazing they were, amazing you know what it's it's a it's a crossover
0: it's Listen, a, it's that a closet can only be so went.
1: big. That closet in the back can only be so big. They can only put so many costumes back there, Beth.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and start in Agrabah many years ago after this long, whooshing CGI entrance into Agrabah, which only felt like it existed because that's what they did in the movie. And it was also really funny because uh, I I saw the Aladdin show... Uh, on the Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. And the whole background just did that all the time. It actually made me very dizzy. <laughs> it made Tim so dizzy he had to leave the show. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah. doing
1: that and on a ship has to be a nightmare. Yeah. It,
0: and it was also the the last night of travel, so they were booking it to get us back. And there was a storm
1: in the distance, so it was just... A series of choices. Oh, okay. I I don't know how much this continues to confirm to me. I don't think I'm a cruise person. Um, but yeah, no, that I mean, I like it. It looks so cool like in the original movie, but that's also because of where we where they were with like animation. So I mm-hmm. think they were trying to make sure that we got the the nostalgia. This has every marker of guess what's coming down the pipe for every Disney animation remake into live action of We're just going to really try to get the nostalgia factor Mm. as opposed to doing something different and good. I have an opinion. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we start in Agrabah and it's like we're in the market and the market Mm -hmm. is like four booths. We go nowhere Mm -hmm. else with the booths. Nope. And you just see people working around, blah, 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 blah. And Jafar appears, and he's like, how dare you steal things? You are street rats. And then turns them into rats. The whole time this is happening, Aladdin is just like the most conspicuous person mm-hmm. you've ever seen in your life. And he's like walking around with this like shit-eating grin like, eh. oh, is this the new guy? He'll never catch me. Watches a man turn three other men into a street rat and then goes, oh. Oh. I think I need to go. He's.
0: I'm surprised that he gets away with the thieving as much as he does. Like it's It's. at one point he does. You see him do the uh bump into somebody to take something off of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That person does not react. Like, I'm yeah. sorry if somebody bumps into me, I'm going to at least look in their direction. Mm-hmm. But Abby, I think my favorite part of this was. The, the mise-en-scene that we enter into because we've been away from the show for, for several yeah. weeks now and we come back to the full CGI fantasy of our big blue screen, green screen situation where all the people look like they're kind of standing on top of nowhere.
1: Oh, yes. It's like, we didn't even pipe in real sand. They're just standing on more blue things.
0: Yes. and I was so happy I'm like this is this is what I need this is what I need in my life I need bad CGI and a mix of gorgeous costumes for the select people namely Jasmine her outfit is incredible and then whatever else everyone else is wearing
1: what I I laugh thinking about just like the way we would have perceived this watching this immediately afterwards, we'd be like, hi guys. But like because we took this time off and we're rewatching it, we're just like, isn't it great? I think maybe every time we start getting a little bit jaded going forward, mm. I laughed. I was like, what if we just took like a little bit of a a little bit of a break? And it's like this the seventh season will take five years for us to finish because we keep taking weekly breaks.
0: We're like, we watch one episode,
1: it's like, guys, we'll be back in a month. Yeah, we, we, need we, some, we
0: need some we, to,
1: we need some time to uh to be a little bit cooler about things. <laughs> we need to we need to forget a little bit and start getting the nostalgia back built back up. Um mm-hmm. so he goes off into some like little corner to I guess count his money. I don't know what he was doing. He was like trying to make sure he had all of his stuff and Jasmine appears. She doesn't say she's Jasmine immediately, but obviously you know it's her mm-hmm. immediately. I like the idea that In this version of Aladdin, he is the most famous criminal. Like he's Frank O, like no, no, not Frank Ocean. Um, What's uh, whatever? Danny Ocean from Ocean's Eleven. Like a criminal that couldn't walk into a uh, into a casino because everyone will clock him. Like he's on every wanted poster. It's like nah, man. Aladdin in like the movies was just a guy trying to eat, like an actual street rat who no one would recognize. I didn't
0: necessarily interpret it that way, although I can't see how it would be interpreted that way. I more saw it as in in the Disney animated movie, Jafar goes, you know, part the sands of time reveal to me the one who will enter the cave. I assumed that Jasmine did something similar with books like she... She read books and it was had a prophecy about the diamond in the rough and all this stuff. And there was a description in there and she ended up tracking this guy down. So to her, he was a notable famous thief. But elsewhere, he was just Aladdin. That's how I saw it. But again, you have to kind of
1: pepper in some details to make it work. And that's fair. I do like the idea. And I was thinking about this. I saw, (laughs) I'll have to send it to you, but I did see a TikTok and it's just a a girl miming out like every episode of Once Upon a Time. And she's just like, hi, I'm you know so is such and such character and my mother rapunzel blah 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 we have to go fight the big bad who's winnie the pooh who's also fighting anakin skywalker and then like she does bell <laughs> at the end of it with this really heavy australian accent she's like guys i found it out it's i found out the magic it's true love's kiss and it's it's amazing i'll have to find it um but that's what this, like, scholarly version of, like, solving problems mm-hmm. is very funny to me where it's like, how do we solve this academically? It's going to take forever. We're going to have to read a bunch of books and we're going to have not quite street smart on how to solve things. And we're going to mess <laughs> up a bunch. Yay. I love this. And you know what? I like the way that you interpret that. It's better than my way of interpreting of being like, what is this guy like? An amazing thief that everyone knows about? But no she read about him she lives in a castle she has no idea what's going on she or palace rather she has no idea like what's going on on a a level of of her people and she's like yeah no you have to go (laughs) you have to go into the cave of wonders so we go find the cave of wonders and the first thing he says is oh so it's not like a whole tiger's head hmm i guess Mm. Yeah, I, th- I thought it'd be bigger. I thought it would be bigger. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a whole thing. Like, I had to walk through, like, the mouth of it. Wouldn't that be cool? I wish they would have bantered about that just a little bit more to really seal a joke. Or, like, wouldn't that have been cool? That had been impossible to build. That's insane. Who would want that? See, and I would have, like, apparently they
0: did actually have some deleted scenes that were extended dialogue between the two of them in this scene in particular. And I would have liked that because they had a really good... rapport with each other and you know these are the first scenes that we're getting of the two of them together and I always appreciate when guest actors can you know develop a familiarity with each other in a very short amount of
1: time yes Uh, and I thought they did a good job at that yes they did I really like I like these two so then it's a how do we get in and she's just like aren't you Aren't you like a criminal? Can't you do a light, a little bit of light B and E? Like I, do we have like a credit card? You can. where your, where's your lockpick kit? And he's like, no, no, no. I know. And he's just like, I will, I will, I will say some magic words, and it will open, and it does. I just it made me think of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> What's the English yeah. word for friend? Melon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this was this was a uh, pretty silly. Yes. I mean, you can also headcan it as, you know, he was the one who was destined to go in there because he is the diamond in the rough. So anything he said would have worked. Uh, I just I don't like the use of open sesame uh, because it's it, it, it's it, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh, stereotyped. Yeah, term uh, for uh, for people in the middle east and mm-hmm. you know it's 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 something that is said far more that, by white people uh-huh. <laughs> than it is by uh people of color who are from that culture and region so i don't like it being used and written and it doesn't surprise me that the showrunners included it uh because they're two white guys
1: oh listen this it's, it's one of those things where and i'll i'll talk about it in a, about like jasmine's Um, Storybrooke outfit, but it's just like such a product of its time where if you look at it where you're just like, this was definitely during a time where they're like, look representation that we've done poorly. Yay! It's just, yay! Um, So yeah, we do Open Sesame, it opens and you're right. I think he could have said anything which I think would have been somehow a funnier joke where it's just, she's trying to open it, she's trying to say every magic word it's not working and he just goes it doesn't matter what we say. It's never going to open. And he turns and looks at it and just says, trash can. And it opens. <laughs> so they go inside. She sees a a, a, a rough cut, like a, a non, um, I don't even know. I don't know the word for it. But it's just, it's a diamond that has not been um, fashioned into. Mm-hmm. It's been freshly mined. I don't know. What, how do you want to word it's, it? It's, it's a diamond in the rough. rough. It's a rough mm-hmm. diamond. <laughs> it's uh whatever and so it's on a sword and it's balanced mm-hmm. and she's like there it is and she goes to grab it and he's like wait it's booby trapped only i a master thief could notice it okay so he goes I, and he, I feel like jasmine had a bit of a stupid moment there i do too but i also think that it's just like it was like a like guy flirting with a pretty girl kind of thing wait it's booby trapped i can tell let me go I, fix I, it <laughs> My my open shirt and exposed yeah. chest can, can determine me, me s- dangers. Like where where where, where 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 can we find something else? Would it be over there or over there? Flex. <laughs> Let's go. A- Abby's doing a lot of. I'm flexing. doing a lot of flexing. A lot of flexing. Lot of, this is all a lot for of Beth. arm and chest work. This is all just a lot of be- flexing. Just Abby's got Beth. impressive muscles, so just, I'm um, I'm a happy camper. So. <laughs> Thank you. You're uh welcome. but then what was funny about that, he's like, No, it's it's booby trapped, turns, sees something that's about the same size, and grabs it without ever looking at it. Hey my man, that also might be booby trapped. <laughs> so he picks that up, does the Indiana Jones It's a little Jones. monkey. It's a little monkey like pick abu And so we put that on there, we do the Indiana Jones switch and he's like, Look, it's a diamond in the rough oh, no, a giant pillar is falling. And it's so rough,
0: it disintegrates.
1: It just, touch nothing but the lamp. And the hardest game in Aladdin Super NES starts launching. You have to get through all of the lava, and if you die, it just goes back to the beginning. Oh, stress. So the, this big pillar comes to fall on the two of them, and Aladdin goes, no puts his hand up and his light magic protects them Mm -hmm. it is very it's similar if not the exact same to emma's saves them and then a lot of exposition starts happening very quickly yes we were really here for the diamond you're the diamond in the rough you're the one that i was here i didn't know that the pillar would fall but i knew that you were magic you're destined to save agrabah yay this everything and everything and whatever and then they have more of a back and forth about she's like yeah i'm we have to save agrabah because my father's been like taking over basically jafar's evil and the people are suffering and then the lad's like hold on girl wait they've always been suffering you only just noticed because it's now affecting you There are so many layers of conversation. I like that they do this, but there's so much more to unpack in what was going on. It was such a like, I don't know. It was a lot. I liked it. It's
0: a really good line and it's a good starting point for Mm -hmm. a bigger conversation, but this is not the show to have that conversation. It's not the show that will give the time for that conversation. So it's just not going to happen. In the end, Jasmine is just going to be like, Someone told me that I need to pay attention more to my people,
1: so I'm gonna do that, and everything's great so and that's wait, all we get and that's the kind of thing and i don't wanna I don't wanna malign Jasmine a whole bunch, but I feel like knowing that her people are suffering after Aladdin leaves, I feel like she would probably be like, I'm just going to give a bunch of money to them so they can fix everything, but gives money to the wrong people. It's worse <laughs> somehow. Like she's, she injects money into a corrupt system and has no idea. And she's just like at home being like, I did it. I'm a hero. So many criminal syndicates start. Oh, so many like the, the agraba Mafia starts like because of her, like there wasn't one, but now there is. Um, And he, they, they have this back and forth and we learn a lot of information and she like leaves and then Jafar shows up (laughs) and he's like, Hey, cool about your magic. Bad news though. Saviors die. And then gives him a series of the most horrific images. Right? I didn't remember this. I don't know what he, I don't know what Aladdin pieced together from those images, but it's like he downloaded an early 2000s horror flick into his brain. Because it's like rivers of blood, a mummy, screaming, like a, a weird forest. And none of it made any sense. It was just no. unsettling. It, re- it felt like Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah, like Emma's is a very clear vision. I am fighting. My family is there. There's a hooded figure. I am murdered. I die. Aladdin's is just like, hey, this is your life. If it was directed by Wes Craven on on mushrooms, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, and then we introduce the shears. Here we've got these shears. Me, you can cut your cut away your destiny in some sort of weird nebulous idea of cutting above your skin. I still don't know how they work, and they kind of just stop. Like, it's like that scene just stops. Yeah, we're left on a cliffhanger so Jafar can be
0: like, na 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 nah, Aladdin abandoned you. And then Aladdin can be like, not today. The thing I didn't like about this is at no point does Aladdin question why Jafar is so keen on giving him the shears and cutting off his magic. Like, we know what the answer is. It's because Jafar is threatened by Aladdin. And Aladdin is the key to his undoing. Aladdin doesn't say that or even noticeably think it. Like, he he doesn't question in a noticeable way Jafar's motivation, which was very weird considering we all clearly know what the motivation is. I just would have liked it to see, be a little bit
1: reflected in Aladdin's thought process. I, agreed. I also think that it would have been different just... Even any thought process. I don't think... I don't think as a character, Aladdin would have understood the gravity of saving Agrabah because Mm -hmm. he just found out he has these powers 30 seconds ago. The things that would change about his life, innumerable. Because he doesn't know what these powers do or are.
0: He -hmm. doesn't know
1: that if he could just shoot money out of his hands if he concentrated hard enough. Like he has no concept of what he can or cannot do. So, like, some pretty girl just showed up, you're in the cave of wonders, you're the chosen one, you have magical powers, and then a shadowy figure tells you to cut them away from you, all in the span of, like, a day. Like, it was tea time, it's now about to be supper time, and you've learned all this information. That's a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. we really truncated an entire journey. Like, the hero's journey for Aladdin happens in about the span of 13 hours. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so we cut to Jasmine she goes back to see her father and her father is like I am building a, a Lego house and it's so amazing. And she's like you don't understand what's going on. Jafar shows up and he's like I control your father. He will build but le- he is a Lego master builder. He will build Legos for the rest of his life. I rule. She's like no, it's magic. And he's like yeah, it's magic and she's like no. And he's like I'm going to put you in a in a in a... <sighs> it's time to leave and puts her in a uh The hourglass thing, Mm -hmm. because I'm glad we didn't... um, I'm glad they at least knew well enough not to be like, let's not put her in like the weird, sexy outfit Yeah, that they did in the... But we're still going to put her in there. I love this actress, and obviously the direction for this had to have been weird. Just like, put your hands up, but you can't be pushing against anything because we can't animate that. Because the whole time, she looked like the animated... Like the original animated Snow White... With her hands up <laughs> like, oh no, what am I going to do? I made a thing. What happened? Also, the CGI cut off her legs. Uh-huh. Fully. Fully did. <laughs> this was so cornball. Yeah. And, but it's about to get even more cornball. Mm. Because Aladdin shows up, not today, Jafar. And he's on a magic carpet. Where'd it come from? Who knows? How did he find it? Who knows? But he's got it. And he's... We never get a super clear shot of him on it while it's flying. Because no. you see it from a distance when he bursts in. And then we get this, like, POV shot of two hands on a carpet. <laughs> and just zooming around the room. <laughs> and Jafar, no! This is terrible! It <laughs> Cut to him then, like... On the floor and just, like, trying to make it look like he's landing on a carpet that's already on the ground. Like, it's just like, okay, the carpet's there. We're going to cut to you. Uh. Uh. Oh. Uh. Eh, eh, I made it. And he's like, haha, You thought I used the shears. I didn't use the shears. He starts talking to Jafar and you just see... <laughs> Jasmine's fingertips. <laughs> She's suffocating and he's just like, I realize the power of myself and the magic that I have. Just I'm so proud of you, I'm <laughs> so proud of you, for you the diamond in the rough. And uh and the, basically comes into his powers, breaks the stuff, breaks the breaks the staff, the deck di- the dad comes out of it like what happened? We break the we break Jasmine out and Jafar's like ah n- not today Spider-Man smoke bombs and leaves. Next time gadget. I will get next time gadget and leaves. And he, and then he monologues again. I thought about it. I was going to use the shears and then I didn't. That's the story. And like you see them later like in in the tiny um tiny street market. This is a small quibble. She's the princess. She's wearing what I can only imagine is millions of dollars worth of gold and jewels. While everyone else around her is in like potato sacks. Because they are poor. Like that's what... Not a single person is anywhere near her. She does not have guards. She is just Mm -hmm. existing conspicuously in public.
0: Yeah, even when she was like in disguise, she was still wearing all of that money and she 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 reveals herself with her crown and everything. yeah, like she she should have had a full like battalion around her.
1: yeah, but I mean, that's a good point. Like when she first reveals herself, even her cloak is conspicuous because she's not mm-hmm. wearing a beat up cloak because at least like in the original uh animated version, she is wearing like, brown and then just like she reveals herself and she's wearing sky blue and you know, the big puffy and everything and that's whatever but like yeah she's just like i'm traveling this I just love i'm gonna cosplay as a poor person what am i gonna put on this cloak made of nothing but brocade and just gold <laughs> gold and everything She's like look how poor i look it's like oh no honey and um, we get a lot of uh, will they or won't they between and Aladdin and Jasmine. They won't, and they, they won't. walk away, and he's like, I have to go to the walk into the sunset because I am a cowboy. And she's like, I have to stay here and help my people. And they walk away, and he turns and looks. She doesn't turn and look. He just like watched her walk away. And that's Agraba. That's Agrabah. Ta-da. And so that's when they part, and. We've, we find out later that that's the last time they saw each other.
0: Yes. And so now we're going to journey into Storybrooke. And we start with Emma and Archie and Pongo. And Emma is on a tirade through the forest. Archie and Pongo in tow struggling to keep up. And because Emma has, she's been doing the therapy, which is good. Yes. We're, we're, we support therapy. Uh, Emma's like it's not fixing my problems fast enough Instead of talking about things with the people I care about I'm going to run into the woods to find a bird and The bird's going to solve all my problems
1: She does mention at one point she's like all of the hours on the couch I don't think that much time has passed I think it was probably maybe a cool hour I think she's had like three
0: sessions that have been about 45 minutes each. And mm-hmm. to her, that is an eternity.
1: And if it's not fixed by that, this is never going to yeah. be fixed. I She, no. she didn't see the, because in, in Emma's defense, she does seem like the kind of person that would be too self-aware to make therapy work, but also she needs to be doing things mm-hmm. in order to feel like she's working forward. Um, I could see her being very angry at like a journaling activity. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, like no no night no morning dream journaling. That's not gonna do the trick. Meditation.
1: No thank you. Sitting in silence? What are you crazy? Oh, thank you-, you. Okay, so you 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 informed me of the wonderful, um the wonderful concept of like a sound bath. Could you yes. imagine Emma sitting through a sound bath? <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's like, just, <laughs> 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 so,
1: so what are you doing, man? You just going to make noise at me? I could be doing literally anything else. Like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> uh, so they find the oracle. The red bird leads them. But, uh-oh, she's dead. And it's snake venom or something. And she's dead. And there she goes. She's dead now. So bye-bye. Uh, and they look and they see Shireen running away. So they tackle her and she's in a white outfit and she's tackled in the woods. And yet not a smudge of dirt, uh, dirt on her In oh. the interrogation. They got her steam cleaned and pressed before oh, the interrogation.
1: Uh, honestly, uh, she no way she bought anything that ha- that dirt would ever stick to. Mm. Girl could be eating pizza and it would all just like a like, whole bunch of tomato sauce just hits her shirt and then apologizes and leaves. <laughs> just, oh, so cool. Um, yeah, she just she just coats herself in starch.
0: Yeah, all the time.
1: If you touch her, like if you touch her uh, sweater, it just is crunchy, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and your hand bounces off.
0: <laughs> so yeah, she heads to the sheriff station. Uh, Snow, Snow, and Charming are there along with Emma, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, what Shireen knows, and and she's like can't reveal myself. I can't reveal my true identity because in the land of untold stories you know, Hyde would use it to manipulate people. And they're like, oh yeah, that storyline, that storyline's done. So you don't okay. have to worry about that anymore. We're good, so who are you? Oh yeah, I'm Jasmine of Agrabah. Uh, here's my whole life story.
1: Yeah, don't worry. We perp-walked Sam Whitwer out the building. <laughs> you can talk about anything you want. She's like, fantastic. And then just suddenly just pulls jewels out of nowhere. I crack.
0: <laughs> oh well poor sam Witwer got thrown out the window once again just that guy has to just jump out of so many windows so
1: many windows i just hope canonically he becomes like sean bean where it's just like that's just how he exits shows <laughs> it's yes just will sam whitworth jump out of a bil- um yeah no i i do like if you watch the uh last time on once upon a time they give you just a quick clip of being like hi i'm your teaching assistant You know, it's like, oh, there she is. It's literally the only line she's had up until now, and it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. some sort of big reveal. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh, not Snow White's teaching assistant that we've known so much about and learned to love. She's actually a character. Get out of town. Well, she
0: reveals something that um, perks Emma's interest because she calls Aladdin the savior. And they're all like, say, what? I thought there was only one. Emma's like, I thought I was special. I thought I was special, but I guess I am not. But no, she's excited because if Aladdin's still alive, that means that she may not be destined to die.
1: Yes. I do appreciate that Emma is just like, I don't want to be special, but you're the savior. And she finally like begrudgingly accepts it. And then they're like, hey, there's other saviors. Oh, thank goodness. I'm not one of a kind. I'm one of many. Oh, that's all I've ever wanted. I just want to blend it. Do we get to, like, go to meetings? Is there, like, a jacket that I can buy? Are we going to just, like, hang out and be friends? Yay! And meanwhile, uh, we've got Archie. After his, exper- his
0: excursion with Emma, he heads back to his office. And who should be waiting for him but the evil queen? And I love how, even though Hyde is no longer in the picture... She's still got the whole like 19th century bustle look going on. Like she's adopted a new look and I'm here for it. I think she looks fantastic. The the makeup is a little heavy in this episode for the Evil Queen, at least in this scene. When she's in the spots, it's it's a lot better. Uh, But
1: I mean, (laughs) it's a lot of Perilla like. Girl can do no wrong. Listen, I fully believe that the uh, the Evil Queen doesn't know how to do a day versus a night look. <laughs> <laughs> She's always in like a really poorly lit castle generally so like she's always gonna have like being like i can do like a really heavy contour and then she steps out into the sun like no one look at my cheeks oh my god <laughs>
0: she's just pulling the full trixie mattel everywhere she goes
1: every single place she goes everything starts with a crayon that she's drawing on and never blends it's like no 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 in the right lighting this looks absolutely fierce if i step out in natural lighting you're not gonna want to look directly at me <laughs> And the evil queen wants Archie
0: to violate his doctor-patient uh, confidentiality, but he refuses because he has ethics Damn it! except when it comes to the dwarves. In which case, he will immediately spill all of your deepest, darkest secrets. But when it's Emma, no, no. No,
1: he's got standards. Yeah, listen, I believe in HIPAA, except for a couple notable exceptions. And she's like, listen, I don't recognize your doctoral uh, codes of ethics, so you were going to tell me things. If not, I'm going to do something else entirely.
0: Don't forget, I'm the evil queen version. I don't know about bylaws and I don't know about the town charter. <laughs> because I'm an evil queen from an evil castle land. The Regina version, she's the one who has all the city knowledge. I'm the, I'm the queen w- knowledge. <laughs> so I just know if I don't get what I want, I'm going to kidnap you and I'm going to steal your identity. That's how I do. And that's what she does. So she goes over to Emma at disguised as Archie and is like, Hey, l- let's stir the pot a bit. Can I do that? I'd really love to do that. I'd love to stir the pot with you with you. Me, Archie. <laughs> let's do some drums. I'm not quite sure what the evil queen's end game is in this whole situation. I, I know that in the previous Leon, they were like she, the Queens is like I just want to like take you off the table and make you not part of the equation how how does this factor into that I'm a little confused
1: I don't know I think she was gonna try to find a way to make Emma go farther down the the rabbit hole of looking for I don't know looking for a, an oracle of some sort or just keep her distracted from the main situation and lying to people like and I mean based on what she she does next I think her whole thing is just to sow discord Mm-hmm. so
0: but I mean Emma's not really looking for that right now because she says there's hope, there's hope on the horizon there's another savior, I may not be alone there's a club, we got t-shirts and if he didn't die that means I don't have to die either so we're cool, peace, bye and Uh, Emma, uh, sorry, Emma goes back to her family. They're talking a bit and Evil Queen's like, I'm not done yet. No, 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 sorry, no, sorry, Bob. Uh, I'm going to show up as Archie and I'm going to stir the pot a little bit again stir 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 mix mix mix. And it's like, Emma, you know how I'm your therapist and I'm not supposed
1: to reveal things? Why don't I just reveal everything? I just I don't understand why no one clocked that this was weird yeah right Archie just like appears kicking the door in Van Damme style and be like Emma stop lying to everyone you are better than this it's time that they know and they all go Emma what have you done be like Archie that's not how it goes like at no point it takes them so long to realize that they that they screwed up like they let the evil queen, and they take so long. They know she's here. Yeah. They need, like, a passcode. Like, every time you walk in, you need, like, a passcode to be able to be like, how do I know that you're not the evil queen?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like in, uh, in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which my husband and I are, are in the middle of finishing, uh, when, the, when the changelings start coming into the picture, shapeshifters, like, the, they have to do blood tests for everybody, because it's like, anybody could be anyone. And you don't know who
1: who is who. You don't know who to trust. They should do a blood test if it's evil, clean blood. There's always got to be, like, I wish that was something that they would canonically do because I feel like it's too powerful to be able to just seamlessly become a person and just be able to mimic them. Because, again, magic comes at a price. Mm -hmm. What price is she paying by doing this? None. And, like, the magic comes with a price is only, like, when other things are happening not the random incantations that her and rumple do from time to time um because like i mean it's everything it's like in blade runner replicants you can see a glean in their eye and i forget what it is in not maybe is it battlestar galactica the cylons yes i think there's i think there's a tell with cylons i don't remember what it is yeah or like
0: in that weird book that the lady who wrote twilight did the sci-fi book with the aliens. You can tell cuz they have a little glowy eyes. <laughs> Which is host, similar to the host.
1: The host. Yeah, that, I think that's similar to like I think that's what in Blade Runner um replicants have uh like a red gleam to their eye. Yes. Um but yeah, like I feel like that I I, I also feel like she wouldn't be playing Archie that cleanly. I yeah. wish it was I wish <laughs> I wish Archie would have had a little bit more of a jaunty walk. <laughs> because Archie's always kind of just walked Like a guy who wears sweater vests would, yes, you know what I mean. Like he and he's walking a dog. He's just a casual dude that he's got like three sweater vests and they're all earth tones. Like it makes sense. I feel like a queen would not know how to dress like a therapist who walks a dog. No, no, she would. She would still
0: walk with the regalness of the queen. This was kind of a misstep on the actor's part. I think. I think the actor could have and should have dove deeper into the queenness of it all because the evil queen try as she might cannot disguise the fact that she is the evil queen no matter what she does.
1: I think it's still funny if they don't clock that it's not him. You know what I mean? Like it's somehow funnier if he comes walking in being like, Emma has a secret. It's just really dramatic about the whole thing and (laughs) opens the door like with a flourish Like, I'm here. And it's just like, sir, you're wearing plaid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Archie does expose Emma's secrets. And Emma uh, reveals to everybody that she's been having the savior shakes. And she's been having these nightmares that she that's a prophecy that she will die. And so I have mixed feelings about everyone responds in different ways. Regina's like, well, shit. I think I'm killing you in this dream, so I'm going to go fix the problems. <laughs> so I'm going to go make a potion, and I'm going to solve shit. Bye.
1: Talk about someone who's not going to be big into dream journaling. Uh, no. Also Regina. How do I fix this immediately? I will do so. And Henry
0: is you know, understanding and forgiving. Charming doesn't do shit, and Snow um, is the biggest pot calling the kettle uh, because... In her conversation with Emma, she's like, of course we forgive you. We're your parents. We love you. Okay, good. But then she follows it up with, but like, you know, Hook might be a little surly. uh, And, you know, Charming and I, we have our problems, but we don't keep secrets from each other. Lies. Snow. Damned lies. Do you remember season three when he was literally dying of a poison
1: and could not leave? Neverland, forever, and didn't tell you. Do you remember when your heart was black and you went to full-on murder a person?
0: Do you yes. remember literally
1: you... any interaction that the two of you have? <laughs> like, their lives are nonstop secrets from each
0: other. Like, this this line, I was shocked that the showrunners
1: wrote this line. Because I'm
0: like, you have to know your characters better than this.
1: It's, so there's like, there's there's a two – and I try to see this every once in a while where you're just like – sometimes it's like they do it as like a joke, but no one reacts like, I wish Emma would have made a face about it. You know what I mean? Be like, mm-hmm. we don't lie to each other. And you make that face like, you know, like when someone – like, you know, when you slowly start becoming an adult and you start realizing that people are lying to you a lot, you're yeah. just like, wait a minute, what's going it, on? Mm. Like, what are you saying right now? Um, I just – yeah, I wish Emma would have just made a face like, like – has that started recently? Is this a recent change that you two have made in your relationship? Um, but also, here's my problem with it. Because we've talked about this, and I'm not going to... We talked about this, you know, weeks ago when we first started talking about it. But, like, what the Savior Shakes represent is, obviously... Like, we we don't like them because it's weird and problematic. Um, the way that yeah. they're representing mm-hmm. this manifestation. But also, like, she's... She's realizing that she has um a time limit on her life and she's trying to process that Mm -hmm. you don't have to this this oh go get my little soapbox out haven't gotten up for a while get the little dust off of it here you don't (laughs) have to tell everybody everything the moment it happens Mm -hmm. like you know like them being mad at her for keeping the secret that would be like if someone revealed to you that they have some sort of like life-altering life-ending problem disease and then you're mad it took them so long to tell you like that that's an insane thing. That's an insane reaction. You can be mad, but not mad at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't I, make them feel bad about it.
0: I agree in general, but in the context of the show, I'm going to give it a little bit of a grain of salt. The reason being is that this is the latest in a series of Emma concealing things from them. Like, this also has been true. happening for for a couple of seasons now. And I treat it like for Hook, because Hook is upset. Uh, For him, I treat it like death by a thousand cuts, like isolated. No, he has no right to be upset. And in retrospect, I don't I don't think it's fair that he's upset, but I understand why he is, because this is the latest in a series of times she has done this. And with the whole underworld story, like when they came back, you know, because that that whole reveal was that she had turned Mm. him into a dark one. And didn't tell him and erased his memory and did all that shit. And then he's like, don't lie to me again. Don't conceal the truth from me again. And here she is doing it. Not in the same way and not to the same effect. But again, death by a thousand cuts.
1: You know what? That's fair. That's fair. I will say as a partner, I can see the idea of like being upset, being like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. So like you're allowed to be upset, mm-hmm. but I just don't think you need to punish the person. But I also do think, I agree with you, that Snow's way of doing it was that, like, really passive-aggressive mom way of doing it. Where it's like, <laughs> no, I understand. But I think everyone else is probably mad. You're like, Wait. That doesn't make me feel any better. No. <laughs> so, no, yeah, man. they all know. They all know now. And the, the chaos that it erupts from this. Because now Regina apparently has a way, a tracking spell to, to find like magic mm-hmm,, um, so they're
0: gonna find Aladdin, but while that's happening,
1: uh Evil Queen and Zelina gonna have a spa day. I I think I like this more than I thought I would. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like the, I, I uh, this whole side plot of them together is, is just, it's whatever. But this is the nonsense we're asking for because mm-hmm. they're at a spa called the Three Bears being given manicures in a spa day by this blonde lady like Mm -hmm. clearly Goldilocks I'm obsessed with this I wish there were some more jokes
0: I love how Goldilocks is in like her full Goldilocks outfit and then the three bears are like dressed like lumberjacks like it it feels like a a bear in like gay code bear (laughs) yeah three burly guys in plaid just giving giving them cosmos (laughs)
1: Yeah, seriously. I and I love... love I, I I don't know. Maybe it's too much, but I just think it would have been funny where it's been like they went to sit down and then they started arguing about who got to sit in the big chair. Because <laughs> they're like, no, this chair's way more comfortable than that chair. Um, but I like that they clearly also brought their own towels for their heads. They were m- coordinated.
0: Like, they, mag- they magicked it up. They magicked coordinated spa outfits. But also, like... They were just getting their nails done. Why were did they need to be
1: in like head to toe robe garb? I feel like we missed a whole lot of deleted scenes about facials mm-hmm. and getting their hair actually done. Um like just getting getting a full service. Be like, oh, what yeah. is what is everything that you have? Like, there's a mud bath scene somewhere. Yes. Where they're both mad about it. Because again, talking about things that I don't think someone would like, I don't think the evil queen or Zelina would be down with just sitting in mud no matter how cleansing it would be or being wrapped. I feel like being completely like mummified in warm towels with a bunch of lotions would also not be the vibe for either of them. I feel like they wouldn't like that.
0: I, I feel like they would at first and then they get tired of it really quickly. And then the, whoever, whoever like performed the service would get
1: turned into a toad or something. Oh, for sure. Um, But yeah, they're getting their nails done and, um, listen, I I saw a thing that made me laugh where it. it's like, I don't want to know about celebrity gossip. I want to know about low level gossip. I want to know what the third shift person at the Waffle House hates about the cook in the back. Like, that's the kind of gossip I want to find out about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Goldilocks sitting there filing nails and painting nails, listening to the two of them have a very open conversation about all of the shit they're stirring. <laughs> she was just like, this is the best job I've ever had. <laughs> i'm so happy right now
0: goldilocks has a standing invitation to
1: the ladies who tavern oh she just shows up because no one notices like at no point do they interact with her or say anything or notice she exists or even give her a face yeah or give her a face or anything and i feel like that's just what based on the conversations i've had when i've gotten my nails and my like gotten pedicures and manicures and got my hair stuff the conversations i've had with the people i've come with or even the people actually doing the service because there's like a therapist code with them you can just tell them anything mm-hmm. and they'll talk to you and be like yeah girl totally she has to just be show up she doesn't have to like she doesn't have archie's code of ethics she can just show up and be like ladies i'm here i'm buying everyone around the evil queen came and got her nails done <laughs> 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 oh, well, clear the table it, yeah not just that uh, Selena was with her. Ah! They start getting up. They're like doing laps. They're just screaming. Like, they're like, Oh my God, this is the best day of my life. And it's just a, Oh my God. Could you imagine? That'd be so fantastic. Um, but yeah, they have a spa day while they leave Archie to babysit the world's Mm -hmm. worst babysitter. (laughs)
0: And and the ending moral that the, the evil queen gives to Zelina is, you know, it's, it's best to be yourself. And by be yourself, uh, be evil when you want to be and let your daughter see you be evil. Uh, because I didn't let Henry see me be
1: evil and I regret that. I, there's such a like, I like this because of how flippant it was where it was just like, you know, like, I accept you for who you are because who you are is evil and terrible and awful. And so yeah. like, oh, I don't think I want to be that. And she goes, no, but that's who you are. And so he's like, maybe it is who I am. I'm like, Selena, no, you're doing it again. <laughs> Stop trying to make yourself something else. Like, it would be what you want to be.
0: Yeah. freaking like, Selena is so wishy-washy, flip-flop. They don't know what to do with her. They just know they want her around. But I will say her outfit this episode, 12 out of 10. Like oh. that that leather capelet, leather jacket thing with the green dress. I'm like, she's just watching a baby at home. And this is what she wears. She's making us all look bad.
1: She was like in a pencil skirt, like lowering the kid into mm. like a crib and stuff. And I was just like, that's the kind of mom I thought I was going to be. It's kind and of mom none was, of us are. <laughs> the fun, you can't be that. That's so much. It's like, like a TikTok mom where you're just like, mm-hmm. this isn't real. No. You just did this for what? Like, no, no, no. I'm in pajama pants. I haven't worn makeup in days. It's just a, especially early phase. Early days, mm-hmm. new baby. You're just in a weird little bubble of if I start, like, I, I got a shower based on survival. <laughs> like... <laughs> And Zelina's just like, no, I did. I went and got my hair done. I got my nails done. Finally, I feel like I can be evil. I'll do the most wicked thing I can think of. Turn this man into a cricket.
0: Which I don't know if he would be opposed to it because that's kind of his true
1: form. Yeah. I mean, no one ever asks him if he wants to be a cricket again. Yeah, he's I mean, it's going to be tough to feed Pongo, but. Whatever. Yeah. I think the real the real crime here is putting him in a cage. Um, yes. Apparently, for the entertainment of Robin, she's just she's like, "Yay, <laughs> a mobile!" Wee. But she doesn't see a mobile. She just sees the bottom of the cage. There's nothing. There's yeah. no movement she can see. Well, over in um,
0: Regina's magic uh, sarcophagus, uh, her magic area. She is making a potion for Emma to drink that will link their magics together and she can follow it like a bloodhound <laughs> to find the magic. And they do have a very, like, sweet, endearing scene where Regina is legit asking how Emma's feeling, how, how she's doing. And it there was a tension there. I know I'm reading into it because we don't get that ship, but I still see it and I still sail it on the ocean, on the deep ocean seas off into the distance. Where dreams may come.
1: Where, where dreams may come. To the horizon.
0: And they find... They, uh, Emma follows the scent, because uh, we don't have Red anymore. And um, and they find a underground crypt that no one knew about before. It's the secret surprise crypt.
1: Yeah, that's, like, under the cemetery for some reason. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? We build, like... Is the grave, uh, the, the cemetery keeper, like, being like, well, we can dig this, but we can only dig it six feet. If we dig any deeper, we get into the the below part. The below the bo- part. The bonus cemetery. If anyone, if anyone listened to, if you guys listened to the, the, the last, or I think it might be the next one that's coming out, uh, episode of the Reds thing. I talked about this woman on TikTok who's, like, digging under her suburban home for no reason. That's probably just what this is. It's just some bored person in storybrook burrowing and making holes um, oh it's peter that's where he can put all his wives no it's it's actually the manifestation of the story from watership down <laughs> like it's <laughs> oh all, <my> bunnies. God! <laughs> all it's the so, bunnies all the bunnies that's so bleak oh god so first of all how funny would it have been of being like oh well, we're gonna like link you and so you can sniff out um sniff out light magic how funny would it be if it randomly took them to like a playground and they found a kid that had like light magic powers for no reason? Been like, that's not who we're looking for. Find a different like like we just find a third person who <laughs> has this magic. I and we just that. never talk about it. <laughs> we just no, uh, great. carry on. So yeah, we find the underground cemetery thing full of bones. Lots of bones. Lots of bones. And then we find uh, the scarab that um i think i didn't mention it but jasmine does give aladdin a scarab like she she puts it in his pocket to like in in agrabah being like oh a thief a thief to con him into helping her Mm. and she's like and then like it's the whole exposition is it was given to me or given to my family by the people of agrabah as a symbol of blah 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 and she gives (laughs) it to aladdin at the end of it and so it's sitting next to some bones and she's like this must be him Uh, and leaves in sadness
0: at no point does Jasmine look at the uh, the freshly clean scarab next to a dusty pile of bones and go, this doesn't match.
1: No, she was busy getting out of there because if she stayed there any longer, uh, she was going to start really testing the limits of her white sweater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Emma stays down for a little while longer. Henry comes to join her. They have this touching conversation where Henry says it, you know, he feels responsible for Emma being in the situation that she's in, because if he hadn't knocked on her door, she wouldn't be the savior. And she, you know, it's, it's a corny moment, but it's also a touching one where she just says like, you know, no, I wouldn't trade this for anything. I've, I've found you. I found my life as a mother and I wouldn't trade any of this for anything. And that's a, it was sweet. It got me. It got yeah.
1: me. No, because I mean, that's a, it's a good conversation to have with somebody of being like, you know, like, yeah, you were part of this, but it's not your fault. Like, yeah, because like we, we there's a scene before that where Jasmine basically thinks that it's her fault that Aladdin is dead mm-hmm. and that imprint. She tells this to a child like yeah. I know he's a little bit older, but he is a child and he internalizes that. And then that's what manifests the scene. And I think it is a good conversation about, like, free will. Like, I think mm-hmm. there's a universe in which she finds herself there all by herself. Henry just expedited the process. Yeah. Um, and I think... I, I I really wish with the whole, like, savior and destiny conversation that we keep having, that free will would have been more of a talking point. Where it's like, yeah, it's your destiny, but your destiny is more nebulous. Your destiny is to make a change. It's not to walk this path specifically. Yeah, um, because there's just so much black and white that we get to by the end of these last couple of seasons where it's like, no, you do this or you're evil. You do this or you're not fulfilling your, your job because it's like, I just don't understand why if you cut yourself from your prophecy, you lose your magical powers. Like, oh, this isn't my destiny anymore. Oh, so no, I can't have my powers. I feel yeah. like you could still have those because your destiny did not give you your powers. Like Emma's powers came from being the product of true love. Cutting your destiny away does not change being the product of true love.
0: They also don't really ever explain what being a savior is in terms of prophecy and destiny and all that stuff. Like it, the, the, the savior thing changes so much over the course of the series that it practically becomes meaningless by the
1: end of the show because there's just so many potentials for what it could actually be. Basically, what I'm understanding is like it just if you look at it from the outside, it's uh, okay. So you you have light magic. The light magic causes you to start having a physical reaction, and the only way to get rid of that is with these shears. So it's literally white magic. The light magic is uh, carcinogenic, <laughs> and you have to remove the tumors it causes in order to in order to free yourself and live a long, help healthy life. Bleak, bleak.
0: Because it turns out that is what Aladdin did, Uh, because Aladdin reveals himself to Emma and Henry in the mausoleum and says, hey, I was moved by your speech. I was just going to just hide forever, just like I've been hiding in the uh, in Storybrooke the entire time. But you just didn't notice me. I've been around. Don't worry. I was off screen. And he's like, but your your speech moved me. So I'm I'm here. Uh, But just FYI, I did you know, use these shears, here you go, uh, to cut myself off from my magic because I didn't want to die. And then he goes to see Jasmine. They have a touching reunion. And immediately she's like, perfect, found you. Going to go see Agarwal. Let's go. And he's like, yeah, yeah, about that. He literally says about that, which I thought was pretty funny.
1: Well, what's funny? what's funny is that like, his, he's like, listen, I've been living in this cemetery hole, uh, for years for t- for thirty years, thirty plus years, and I think it's great. Here's some shears. You should live like I do. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> be be. I got to do this, and now I've been living alone. You should do it too. Um, now, then we move to the the scene with with Jasmine. Shireen, um, so. There's a lot of conversations about how, like, they talk about, like, millennials, the way that we used to dress was very, like, we'd go to the club as business casual and Mm -hmm. the fall girly look of being, like, the leggings with the whatever. Listen, her outfit is absolutely amazing. She looks stunning. I love this sweater. I love the way that she looks. But it is a very dated piece of fashion. And I do Mm. think it, I suddenly started understanding me, like, she doesn't look like a young woman in this because this fashion is now reading old. This fashion is now reading a woman pushing 40 who's really excited for a pumpkin spice latte. And is going to do a photo shoot with one of those little flat brim hats for Instagram. Um, Again, like I said, I love this outfit, but it is very dated. I feel targeted right now. Again, same. I have the full Han Solo winter fall look of a vest with my boots and my skinny jeans. I'm speaking from a place of love and understanding. (laughs) Well,
0: Emma has received the shears from Aladdin, but she immediately takes them to her family and Hook and is like, I'm not keeping secrets from you guys anymore. He gave me these. I don't want to use them. Hook, you've been quiet and weird and awkward and barely talking to me in the corner. I trust you to do to get rid of these off screen. I'm not going to do it myself. I'm going to give them to you to do it. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm going to bury them in a a, a foreshadowing line about being thousands of leagues under the sea, but they're not. They're in my pocket. Cliffhanger.
1: I'm obsessed with the, the thing that once upon a time does head like twice in this episode of being like, good, no one can see me. I'm going to turn and take the thing out that I'm not supposed to be looking at. She could just literally turn around and you're just like, look, the scissors. uh, This whole, I get it. And that is, it's whatever, but this is so stupid. It's so stupid. I, I don't remember what ends up happening here. I just remember... I don't like the shears. This is like a... I never liked this storyline because mm-hmm. the shears don't make sense to me. I like yeah. them. I think they're a cool-looking prop. And we get to look at them a lot. And they're carved. And they look great. They've got all this engraving. It's great. It's just... Eh, very meh to me. Uh, meh. McGuffin.
0: <laughs> well, Abby, we do know what's going to happen with them in the next episode. We're 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 taking a trip onto the Nautilus. We're gonna
1: We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna eat some Pop Tarts Oh god It's finally happening Canon event Pop Tarts Pop Tarts
0: (laughs) (laughs) And everybody on that note That was season six episode five of Once Upon a Timing Street Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Timing Because we're back baby
1: Oh, feels good. Feels it good.
0: It, it feels good to talk about the show as the show once again. It is very funny entering it in season six when things are starting to just kind of go in the direction that they're going to go for the rest of the series. But it just it feels so comfortable and cozy. And I don't know. I
1: it, The episode's not very good, but I had a good time listen I had fun I had fun I'm glad we like we got to we got to have some fun while we talked about it I feel good that we're back and we're back in the right capacity um mm-hmm. and it's just everything is somewhat right with the world uh so I'm glad to, I'm glad to be back I hope everyone is happy and I'm excited to finish Red's untold story i mm-hmm. uh, make it Red's very told story we told it yes <laughs> we read it and we told it um good times good times all around
0: Yes, everyone, we want to thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing back in the show we all know and love. If you want to subscribe to us, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get those podcasts. You can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA Timing. And you can support us on Patreon where you get access to our bonus episodes and early access to our regular episodes like this lovely one right here. We want to thank our patrons for your support, especially our Swan Queen patrons. This week's Patreon shout out goes to newest member, Shannon Horwit. Thank you so much. And if you want to be, join that group again, it's patreon.com OUA timing. And regardless of whether or not you're a patron, please head over there to continue our wonderful journey into Red's Untold Tale, which will be finished over there. We're going to be back next week. With season six, episode six, dark waters, pop tarts. The pop tarts are coming. I'm gonna buy some pop tarts. I, I I can't stand the taste of pop tarts anymore as an adult. Uh-huh. But I'm gonna get some and I'm gonna eat them during a podcast because okay,
1: this then it demands it. Okay, well then I will also go on a mission to find gluten free pop tarts. Yes. Because they will also be terrible because (laughs) (laughs) pop tarts tend to not be great unless I can find a bakery that makes them. And then sometimes they're good, but then they're not pop tarts. They're just, they're just tarts and they're yummy. (laughs) Um, So I will also find those. I want you to get something that's going to be good. So if it ends up being more tart than pop, but it's delectable for you, please do that. What flavor of pop tart do you think you're going to get? Mm, I think I might get Cherry. Okay, yeah. I was when I could eat Pop-Tarts when when that was in my life. I was very big on the the ones that were not breakfast at all. Like the Mm -hmm. s'more ones rocked my world because it was like instead of just regular Pop-Tart, it was like a graham cracker crust, Mm. and then it had the chocolate and the (laughs) the weird chocolate marshmallow ribbon of flavors. (laughs) Like it was striped like Beetlejuice on the inside. Um, But I was strictly like a brown sugar cinnamon lady. So I loved the the.
0: I loved the brown sugar ones. Those
1: were my jam. But yep. I'm feeling I'm feeling a cherry for for this episode. Do they do they still make the the ones that were like purple? They have purple with blue swirls on them. Do you remember those? They were like wild berry or something. I do because they were should have been a crime against humanity and thrown into the ocean. Oh, I know, but everyone wanted them. Everything was purple. Do you remember like just growing Every- up and everything? The ketchup was purple, the sunscreen was purple. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we everything needed to be in wild and crazy colors because it was a wild and crazy time. Speaking of wild and crazy time, we'll see you back next week for the wild and crazy journey into Pop-Tarts Land. So thank you everybody for joining us and Abby, we'll see
1: you next week. See you next week.